Without love pain I can't get enough pain I like it rough Cause I'd rather feel pain Than nothing at all in front of him, Johnson, a pass to Lekkonen, Lekkonen moving in, Binnington fought the stop, and then Binnington was hit hard as Kadri was driving to the net. Can't clear Perunovic, a good opportunity, but back the other way is McKinnon, to Lattestad, and he scores! The Avalanche buying some insurance, 208. Left on the clock, it's now 4-2. Colorado Avalanche capitalize on a 2-on-1. Russo putting it back in time. Right there, the strong play. coming to an end ian what a game welcome back what a game welcome to the two guys one cup podcast it is saturday may 21st and the only game that ended at a reasonable hour during these playoffs uh has ended in disaster for the st louis blues um more than just the bennington injury this team looked completely flat and lifeless after the bennington injury Uh, i'm sure we will talk about all that in detail um oh oh ian i i don't see a, a road back from tonight <laughs> i know people are gonna call us pessimists and they've been on this roller coaster with us before but Vili husos looked bad <laughs> and yeah. um i don't know man it's it's pretty rough pretty rough situation so um you know I feel like on this one, everybody knows the goals. Everybody knows what happened. We can maybe talk about those in detail later if we want to. Um, but I think we've got to launch right into the Bennington situation, the Codger situation, uh, the water bottle that heard around the world. Um, I think we call this one Watergate, I believe. I believe this uh, one's called Watergate. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um so uh, it was probably, what, five, ten minutes into the first. Uh, after um, Ivan Barbashev had already laid what pretty much everyone agreed was a clean hit on, um, right. on uh, Sam Gerard that we just learned uh, broke Sam Gerard's sternum. I don't know if you read that or not, but he will yeah. be out for the remainder of the playoffs. That sounds very painful. Um, that sounds miserable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had um, Nazem Kadri on a play in the blue zone, uh, reach lunge for a puck that was in the crease uh, with some daylight to Bennington's left. Kelly Rosen at the same time skated in um, and kind of cut off in front of him and Kadri fell uh, over and through Kelly Rosen, who both of whom fell onto Bennington, knocking him backwards over his own legs. Um, Bennington, stayed down for a minute they blew the whistle they brought out Ray Barilli um Bennington got up looked like maybe he was going to make a go of it was doing his little you know stretches and did his kind of side to side warm-up and when he tried to push off to his right uh he 
you know, came up extremely gingerly, winced pretty noticeably, and um, that was all she wrote. So came out, and the rest is history as far as the game is concerned. Um, Ian, I'm not going to be, I already haven't been popular for this take, and I'm sure I will continue to not be popular for this take as long as I defend it. But I know everybody hates Nazem Kadri, and Nazem Kadri has earned everyone's hatred 100%, totally on board mm. with that. However, I really don't. I really don't think that's on him at all. Um, you know, it's a it's a crappy situation. And could he have done more to protect Bennington? Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But the people who are out there trying to make a case that it's an aggressive play to try and take out our goalie, I'm sorry, Adra, I really just don't see it. I think the the camera angle to me that makes it the most clear is that actually the one from in the net mm-hmm. um but Kadri, first of all i keep hearing people saying well he wasn't going to slow up and avoid him he was like not moving he was gliding very pretty slowly and mm-hmm. then he sees the puck loose in the crease and he lunges at it with a poke check which he is completely within his right to try and do um rosen comes up from what I think is basically his blind side and tries to get in front of him. Um, and his Rosen's leg catches Kadri's legs and Kadri loses his footing and goes over Rosen and goes into Bennington. Now, you know, Kadri's got his reputation. Uh, that's kind of what um, Craig Berube alluded to when he was asked about the hit and the play after the game. Um you know, there's there's plenty of plenty of fallout from this, plenty to discuss. But what is what's your thought on the initial play? Do you agree that it was largely innocent, or do you agree with the folks out there who think it was pretty malicious and heinous, and that he should be removed from hockey and all that? I mean, like you said, Nazem Kadri has you know, there's plenty of problems you can have with him from the fuck hit last year to any of his myriad of other suspensions that he's had over over plays when he was in Toronto but like he's he's a dirty little shit but that's that's his reputation and this is his reputation bleeding into what is yeah I would call like an innocent play um like you said when you look at the the camera inside the net and you see them Rosen and him both kind of reaching for the puck it's it's as clear as day they're trying to play the puck um and, the, and people will be like, well, he needs to slow up. He needs to move out of the way. You know, he needs to, you know, have Bennington safety in mind. Sure, don't skate full force into Bennington. But like you said, A, he's not doing that. And B, these guys are competitive as hell in a playoff hockey, man. They're going to try and poke at the puck. They're going to try everything they can as, as long as it's, you know, before the whistle and sometimes even after the whistle to try and get the puck and score a goal. And this is him poking at a puck, probably thinking Bennington's, you know, maybe not quite set and maybe we can push it beyond him. Rosen trying to do his best, honestly, to try and cut Kadri off from the puck. I don't think what Rosen did was bad either. He's just trying to move Kadri uh, out of the way as a threat and they both kind of collide and the the ensuing force is just straight into Bennington. And that sucks mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate. And believe me, I want to, my brain, my monkey brain did that. My monkey brain went, ooh, it's Nazem Kadri. I, ooh, I don't know. Let's look at the replay. And people were like, oh, he pushed Rose. And I'm like, oh, I bet he did. I bet he did. Like, I'm, I'm seriously, folks. I'm mm-hmm. like, yep, 
I'm sure he did. And then you watch the play, and I'm like, well, he 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 eyed up Rosen, and he he you know he, he put his shoulder in the right spot. And then the more you watch it, the more you're just like, that ain't it. That's not it. <laughs> and like, and folks, I'm seeing a lot of tinfoil hat shit out there where they're like, well, yeah, I mean, oh, man, obviously, crazy shit. It looked really <laughs> innocent. But uh-huh. I, what I see is a complete innocent play. But what I know is that that's not what he meant. You're right. It's, you know, he wants it to look like that. But inside, I saw he knows a couple, what he's doing. And I'm like, I come s- on. I saw more than one where it was like, yeah, he waited for Rosen to get in front of him so it could look like he was tripping over him. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, people. Like, first of all, this dude has gotten suspended from every playoffs. You, I mean, you think he's going to try to do – he will try to hurt, hit somebody hard in this series, mm-hmm. and it may be illegal. It totally could be. But, like, he's not going to – when that happens when he's, like, irate or when the play is moving. He's not going to lunge at his goalie. And honestly, like, I'll just say it. If this was – to me, if this was a, a an intentional sell job – incredible great work <laughs> no i'm like awesome. if, that's, if that worked yeah you keep keep doing what you're doing buddy yeah uh why did you ever just leap into people's heads before because if this was all you ever needed to <laughs> yeah right yeah the student yeah 4d chess dude it's occam's razor or whatever maybe <laughs> maybe it was the play i saw or maybe he's playing fucking space cadet chess yeah, or whatever exactly. in his brain and he's he's a mastermind just some wild conspiracy theory stuff and listen we all hate Nazem Kadri oh yeah i don't mind that sucks. you don't like the guy like we 100% all Bennington swinging his stick at him and and you know all that stuff like i get that but yeah i mean but I guess sports fans are not under any obligation to be fair-minded or reasonable or True. logical, but like, it's just kind of, it's some of that stuff. You know, I had a couple of people saying like, he's not making a play on the puck at all. And I'm like, clearly he is like, obviously he is just hmm. any view of the footage will show you him whacking at the puck. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like, I'm not trying to defend him necessarily, but I guess I am because it's like we can't make Nazem Kadri the story of this series, or we've already lost. I think 100%. we have already lost. But hundred <laughs> percent. Like, this is the thing you can't. Yeah, you like you're just, you can't. He can't be the focal point for yeah, the Blues. That's that's exact. I guarantee you that is exactly what the Avalanche want. Hmm. You know, because they're not. Also, he's not there next year anyway. So like they'll let him take all the hits and do it, you know, mm-hmm. get his ass kicked and all that stuff. And they'll just win. They'll just win two more hockey games. And then we'll be looking back like what the hell happened? You know, like if we come into next season, had a next game, had hunting Nazem Kadri, it's already over, man. It's already over. I was just saying, think like, of all the times that like the wild would go after O'Reilly for whatever reason, or they go after uh-huh. Braun and Braun would skate away, or they go after Shen and Shen would just kind of like blow his lips at him or whatever. That's like, that's the thing. When the other team gets heated, you have to basically just be like, what is? And just keep going because that pisses them off. And now they're, now they're red mist. And if you're going to red mist it and just look at Nazem Kadri, dude, I know he had a great season this year. I know he had a, a career season. He's a very mm-hmm. good player. But the minute you focus on Kadri, you lose McKinnon, you lose McCarr, you lose Rotten, and you lose Landis <laughs> Like, those are the guys that you need to be defending. And if it's just like, we got to get even, that's the thing, too. You can't have a get even game. 
the game, even game is making the series 2-2. You, can, you cannot waste a game to send a message. There is no message sending that, that goes outside of the bounds of just trying to win the game. If you line them up for a clean hit or you've got, you know, you're finishing a check, I got it. But if you're going out of your way to make a statement, you, you've lost. Like there's, that's game one shit. That's that's maybe game two shit, but you like once you bleed past the first two initial games, you you can't. There's no more statement shit like that anymore. The statement is like in your play. I it drives me bonkers. I'm glad they didn't do it tonight in general. I mean, there's a lot of other shit they did tonight that was nuts. But like, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't go out of their way to be like we we have to impose ourselves on the Avalanche because they're in our house now. Because I'm like that's how you fucking lose. And they lost a different way tonight, so I'm glad it wasn't that. But like. It happens to every team in this league because they're like, you know what? Our house. And I'm like, dude, stop, just stop. I don't know why it is playoff hockey, but they're like, we've got, we've, you know, we've got the fans. I think it's just fan energy and stuff. And like, I like it when I'm there too. I, I, I get it, but it's just sitting at home. It's frustrating to watch. And again, you can do that in the early parts of the series, but this is going to be game four that, Quite honestly, you can't lose. People will always do the well, you know, it's not a must win. And I'm like, it it, it, it is. Yeah, it's like so. we're going to win three straight against the Ams in Colorado. Yeah. No. Um Sarah. Not for me. Not for Sarah, me. <laughs> Sarah on Twitter just tweeted. So hi guys, I'm late to the party. What happened? Anything good, bad, downright ugly? And uh I don't know if she's joking, but um, if she's not, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Read the room. room. Um, ah, Okay. All right. So picking up the pieces of (laughs) of what happened. Um, I think a big part of this game, right, is the fact that Bennington got hurt and this team never recovered. From right. That. Thank you. Thank you for recentering me. We immediately lost this game because of this incident. And it's not, I, you know, I think Billy Huso was pretty bad in this game, but it's not, <laughs> it's not because of Billy Huso that we lost this game. It's because Billy Huso wasn't good enough and we had no spirit, which is weird because Billy Husso is the guy they played well in front of most right. of the year when they left Bennington high and dry. But, um, you know, in, in years past, this team has found a way to be resilient. And, well, what I say in years past, in the one year where we succeeded in the playoffs, <laughs> we found a way to be resilient and bounce back from things. And listen, maybe we come out in game four and we've got our swagger back and we find a way to win it. And then who knows? I still think the odds are heavily stacked against us, but who knows? Um, but yeah, we were just flat as a pancake. You said it well Um I think you said, or maybe I said after you kind of pointed it out, but like you could almost visibly see the team deflate um, mm-hmm. after Bennington went down. And and how can you blame him? This guy, you know, he, his coming into the Wild Series is the reason you turn that around. And then he gives you a, an all-timer in game one, and you suck so bad you can't even win it. And then he gives you... <laughs> pretty close to an all-timer in game two not not an all-timer because we played really well but like a very solid game in game two as well um you know 
just a, a fantastic start to his playoffs. And we've talked at length about how good a thing that was for the team and how he looked like playoff Bennington from 2019 and, and, you know, turnaround Bennington and, and all that stuff is, you know, I think it was all true, but like he went down and, and this team went down with him and, um, you know, we got the, we got the O'Reilly goal late in the period, which looked like it might give us some life, mm-hmm. um, late in the second period. Um, but that O'Connor goal was a backbreaker. We couldn't do anything off the, on the power play. And then we give away the puck and make a bad defensive play and, you know, make a pretty weak goaltending play as well, I think. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the second period, we have a power play and Bucinavich, um just blatantly interfered with a guy. I mean, I know a couple, I know a lot of people argued with that call too, but like he stuck his ass into a dude who didn't have the puck. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what they think's going to be called there, you know, um, mm-hmm. which not to mention on the O'Reilly goal, we got away with just an insanely blatant interference at the blue line um, to get the puck back in. So, you know, we can't be, can't be whining about interference that did or didn't get called in this game. Um, Kadri scored, which I'm sure everyone hates. They were booing every time he touched the puck. Lekkonen scored um, the snipe. And then, you know, in the third period, it, it's funny. I, I I think I texted you guys. It's like, if I was an Az fan, I'd be quench-cheeking right now. Um, mm-hmm. Cheek-quenching. But, um, uh, you know, as a Blues fan, I was sitting there thinking, no way they can do it. Never going to happen. Um, and you texted me, how soon after we pull the goalie do we score? Do they score? And it turns out uh, less than zero seconds because we hadn't even successfully finished pulling the goalie when it was uh, a goal against Huso tried to kind of fall back into his goal and make a save. Um, you know, I can't pin that entirely on him, I guess, because mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to do the right thing and come off, but brutal brutal look and they get the other empty net or two it's five to two finish and and just an awful loss for the boys also darren pang you know i know he's trying to rally the boys and all that but like <laughs> at the end of the game he said it's really just a three two game that is such a pet peeve of mine you make a strategic gamble but a gamble but a strategic mm-hmm. decision to pull your goalie and you are wagering that you can play better under those circumstances than the opposing team. And when you don't, that's not just an imaginary goal. Like I get, I get what you're saying, but it's like, anytime we talk about like, Oh, well, it was really just a three to two game with two empty netters. It's like, okay, well, if you thought you were handing them free goals, then maybe don't pull your goal. <laughs> you know, like well, that's the thing too. Count. The other, yeah, the other side of the coin will always be like, well, you know, David Backus uh, had like 20 goals, but like six of them were empty netters. He had one year where he had like a bunch of empty netters. And mm-hmm. then people and people in hockey media will always be quick to tell you, yeah, but that's that's a reward. And that means a lot because the coach is trusting out there in five on six situations. And like scoring a goal five on six is still like, you know, it's still the same amount of people out there. It's an even strength goal. It mm-hmm. counts just the same. And it's like, okay. And then, yeah, on the other side, like, well, you know, it was really 3-2. Well, no, it wasn't. Can't be both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it can be one or the other. Just pick. Um, And the other thing is, too, yeah, if you don't blame Musso for it, that's fine. Because the coach is calling him off. But it's like, dude, 
don't don't call the goalie off when the puck's coming to the blue line. That's the thing where people are like, well, it's Barbashev because Barbashev can't hold it in. They, the coach can see where the puck is moving. <laughs> Even if Barbashev holds it in, it's uh-huh. at the blue line. Like, yeah. wait until it's behind the freaking net. Yeah, I, I, Craig Berube has earned my respect, has already earned my respect winning the cup and all, and, like, has, has done plenty to, like, solidify it because I think he did a really good job last game and has done well in the Wild Series. But, like, the what I think... <laughs> the most obvious thing that's a problem and thankfully this is this is the it and it's not anything worse than this but like mm-hmm. is like pulling the goalie with like seven minutes left in some games right. or or these weird calls where i'm just like what are we doing you still have like what was it like two and a half minutes or something like just take your time just take mm-hmm. your time man it's it's a one goal game if it's two i sort of get it you're like eh, it's, it's kind of over already we'll just see what we can do but it's one freaking goal yeah, and what's weird to me is like they had very solid puck possession, like the shift before that. Mm-hmm. So it's like pull them there then, or don't pull them until later. But like, <laughs> don't don't pull them like you said when the puck's at the blue line. Don't don't pull them there. That's just such a weird weird decision, and and I don't, you know, I don't think we would have scored six on five anyway. But All like. Right. But uh, you can't hand the other team goals. And then you can't, if you're Darren Pang, pretend that those goals don't really count, you know? Well, well, they're not against, they're not against the goalie. He's a big goalie. So you're so (laughs) saved, I guess. He goes, that's my, he's got to pedal that because that's how he (laughs) saves his career. You know, That's right. That's why his save percentage is 870 instead of 842. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those don't count if you're the goalie. (laughs) That's right, Darren. Um, but I was yeah. going to say one of the more frustrating performances in this game too was, um, and it has been for this whole playoffs, but especially this game was Bushnevich. Oh, he's I mean, been rough. I, I think a big story of the series. Um, I think it'll, it'll disappear if they, now. yeah, it'll disappear if they win. But um, if they lose, a big story of why they're not going to make it any further, other than Bennington being out, is definitely going to be. Our, our scoring depth, our 9-20 goal scorers this year, um, turning into like three or something in the playoffs in terms of productivity. I mean, you have O'Reilly, you have Perron, obviously. You have Kyra, who's got five, I think, in this uh, postseason. And then you have like Saad with a couple, too. I think I'm missing somebody else. But like you Tarasenko. have Tarasenko, yeah, as a couple. But it's like no Barbashev, no Shen, no Thomas. No Bushnevich. And it's mm-hmm. like, I I get having nine 20 plus goal scores is like a luxury. And like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't need all of them to hit all the time for you to, <laughs> to get beyond uh, around the playoffs. But like, some of these guys just, it's it's not working. Like, Barbashev, I thought, had a better game. He looked present physically and like, and obviously, that huge hit on He literally uh, tried. <laughs> yeah. Broke it in sternum. <laughs> Big ups to uh, to Gerard uh, there. That sounds awful. Um, but Bushnevich, it's just I, I, at this point, I think it's mental. I really do. Like at this point, it's like he's not. It's oh. not working for him, and so it's just like gripping the stick too tight. And I get that, but it's just that it sucks that it's in the playoffs. You know. Um, yeah, he looked so broken when he committed that penalty mm-hmm. too. And it's yeah, he was like, yelling at the guy in the box. <laughs> I think the guy in the box yeah. 
was like, I, I don't do that. It literally looked like Pujnevich was asking him, like, why did they call that? And he was like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just a box guy. You're going to have to ask the guy under the stripes. Um, yeah, I um, uh, I think Pujnevich has been really bad. I think Shin has been bad. And Shin was not much for the goal scoring. He had a couple of important goals. Um, but not a consistent goal scoring threat in the um, Stanley Cup run either. And a part mm-hmm. of me wonders if, to the point that we made earlier, if it's because he's too busy trying to be a little shit. Mm-hmm. And like that has some value in the playoffs, but like not if you, as a critical scoring forward, are going to just disappear from the score sheet. <laughs> like, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, um, I think he well, didn't he have like a 13 14 something game goalless drought in that playoff run? I think so. I think he had something sure like that this maybe. year. Like, I'm uh, pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he had something like that this year. It's amazing oh, he did, that he got sure, 20 like, goals in the in the 2019 postseason. He only had five oh, goals in 26 games. Yes, seven game, game six against the Sharks. He scored a power play goal and he snapped his stick in half. Like after, as the celebration, oh, I remember right. they were like it was huge as he had scored like another huge like a long, long, long amount of time. Yeah, here let's look at it. Let's get unnecessarily forensic about Brendan's two thousand right. playoff run. Um, no goals in the first four games, then a goal in Game Five against Winnipeg, which I think was a clutch goal. Um, I do remember. And that. then he didn't score from Game Five against Winnipeg for one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games until that final game against San Jose, which I think again was an important goal. Um, and then he scored um, in game one against Boston, in game four against Boston, uh, and game seven, obviously. So showed up in the finals, uh, which you know is when it counts the most, but um he has not looked like a threat in the postseason. Robert Thomas did have, I think, a pretty good game today. I think uh, Barubi echoed that sentiment. Um, but, uh, you know, not, not, uh, hasn't been the player he was certainly late in the season. Um, that line he had, which with Buchnevich and Thomas and Tarasenko, that I think we rightfully thought at one point was among the best lines in hockey as just, yeah. you know, it hasn't been out there together much, um, but it hasn't looked good when it has been. And then, you know, today at one point, I don't know if this was on purpose um, or not, but he was on the ice with Bozak and Torpchenko. And if it was on purpose, Craig, seek help, man. <laughs> seek, seek medical attention. <laughs> I do think, did we go 11-7? That's probably what it is. Would be Probably with double shifting, I guess. But, but Which, you know, good for Brew for throwing him out there, for mm-hmm. having that beer guy, you're double shifting here and there. But... It, it usually is um, Thomas, too, which is weird. You'd think it might be um, O'Reilly, or at least sometimes O'Reilly, but yeah, or throw like Tarasenko out there, who I think that's like um, it's a key to the key to the next game, key to game four. Is I really think you got to have like a big X factor game. I think you need like a two goal mm-hmm. Tarasenko game. I think you need a two goal Kyra game or something like that to to get the team off the floor. It's it's going to be a tall order, but at the same time, I feel like it's going to be sort of like game two where the Blues just have to readjust and refocus and. You know, get down and dirty, and 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 
basically just outwork the abs. I give a lot of credit to the abs because I think game game uh, period three of this game, they, uh, they played a hell of like a road period. Like it was just nonstop, just chipping out of their own zone, uh, really quick passes. Just, they didn't really seem like they had much of a desire to score in the third period. They were going to win this game three, two, and they did. I think it was Greg Wyshynski basically saying like the Blues need to to uh, focus on getting guys to the center of the ice more center of their own zone in the slot in order to score. And I mean, I think he's right because there were some big juicy rebounds from Kemper where there wasn't like a Blues player around. And I was like, oh man, this would have been really nice if someone was sitting there. But to the abs credit, I don't think it's, I think it's some of the Blues not being able to push in on their own or making an effort, but I think some of it's the abs defending fairly well. But it's kind of disappointing, especially in the third period, because they were they're down to defensemen. They were playing five defensemen the whole game. You would think that uh, Blues would kind of capitalize on it a bit more on like a super tired back end. I mean, I think Makar and Taves played over like 26 minutes apiece or whatever back there. It's like you got to be able to like punish these guys and hope that they're tired, um, but didn't work out. I, I think that's what's the most frustrating is like this game was within reach. I mean, right after the O'Reilly goal, Saad almost had a goal, like almost immediately. And mm-hmm. then after that, I think third period, they just, they didn't look lifeless, but nothing was working. And it was right there. It was a one goal game and they, they, they couldn't grab it. It felt, felt different than game one, but kind of like it rhymed, right? You know, history, history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes, Steve. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the things I love to say. That's a Jeff Merrick quote. I know That's he's right. quoting someone else, but he's said it so often that in my head, it's just a Jeff Merrick quote. Um, yeah, and and going into next game, obviously there's a, an event after the game that we'll still talk about, but um, looking ahead to the next game, honestly, I, I hate to do this because this is way, way over playing my hand, but like, the first five or 10 minutes of that game to me determined the rest of the series. Like if we come out and we've got life and we play like we did in game two and we've got a little confidence and a little swagger and we're not head hunting and we're just playing smart hockey, getting pucks in deep, playing control, four checking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I think we'll at least have a chance to make it, make it a series. But if we come out and we're looking for blood and we're playing sloppy and they get an early goal and we're flat footed, I, I just, pack it in boys you know like there's there's no coming back from that um i don't i would be pretty shocked if bennington plays again um in this series at least or you know Mm -hmm. certainly certainly i don't think he'll be there in game four i'd be pretty surprised if he's there in game five so like you gotta win one of those to even give him a chance to come back and then you know who knows after that to me um, still being evaluated as just kind of a uh, convenient way to say, yeah, he's pretty badly hurt, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like the way Krug said, oh yeah, the, 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 or, or Baruby said, oh yeah, Krug could maybe, 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 maybe be back this series. And it's like, it's a maybe yeah, possibility. If, yeah. there, if there's a hurricane that hits Denver in the middle of the series and they have to postpone it for a week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, be interesting. Game next game is what Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Eight thirty start, everyone. 
We're back oh, in. Oh, you, you just said it now, Johan. Um, See, well, they lost this game, Stephen, because today was very much like a day game because it was yeah, seven o'clock. Like start. This is, yeah, and also noon. because what's what's his name? Greg went to that stupid wedding. This is your fault, mm-hmm. um, or Gary? Sorry, not Greg. Gary. Gary um, Batman. That's right. Uh, so let's talk about Watergate. We haven't really touched on it yet. Uh, listen, <laughs> I love Jordan Bennington. And I know he's emotional and we can, as a fun meme on Twitter, we can, we can be happy about it and joke about it. But that is the most beta move I've ever seen in my entire life. I would say, isn't that a little, like, I it's get, a little bitch think, move. It's a I little get, he bitch can think move. that I'm he sorry. doesn't like Kadri and Kadri ran into him. And I get uh-huh. that. I understand that, but yeah, isn't it like just a little, like, it's a bitch move. I'm you're showing sorry, your hand a little bit. And then I threw a water bottle at him. So I got the also, last laugh, everyone. Also, that water bottle didn't come anywhere close to him. So, like, chuck it, chuck it at the dude if you're going to chuck it. I was going to say, if you're going to throw something at someone and it's a water bottle, go for the head, bro. Just, just fucking, hit him in the fucking. We'll just head. fucking ream a puck down the hallway at him. <laughs> be a man about it, at least. But I, like, will, I will say, like, to be, we, we like Bennington. We defend him. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey, if he was on the other team, I totally get what people are saying. They're pissed and annoyed at his personality. But I will say, I am starting to get like, dude, if you really are that angry at someone, like just start throwing them. Like I want if you do that, then I'll be like, yeah, maybe Bennington's a little bit of a hot head and he's annoying, but at least he like tries to back it up. He'll he'll like start throwing in his angry miss angry man. But like now because it's all this, I threw a water bottle, I swung my stick at his face, I did all this stuff. I'm like, dude, next time you play, like seriously, the next time we play Nazem Kadri, wherever he's playing, probably like Philadelphia or whatever, and Bennington's in net, it's like. I don't care. I don't. I don't care what the, what our record is or what this game means. Just like start throwing them because, like, I just want to see it at this point. Stop all the little ticky tack shit and just go beat up Nazem Kadri or have him beat up you. I don't care. Just drop your gloves and fight the guy. Yeah, I'm with Kadri. you on it, Jordan. I'm with you, but I want to see it. Yeah, just go attack the guy if you're going or have your. You know, it's it's just dumb. No, At that least sounds it, so silly, but seriously, in my brain, I'm like, if you're that angry, just beat him in the head with like yeah. a water bottle. Uh, now that now that would have been something. That would have been uh, in terms of in terms of hockey, the hockey community. That's Will Smith slap like that's like oh my oh, yeah. god, some dude threw a water bottle, actually nailed this dude in the head on live TV. <laughs> that's on live TV. That would have been sick. Um, I got to I gotta quickly interlead this. Michael Verissa winning me back just a little bit. Um, Adrian Dater tweeted, Avs outwork and outplay the Blues, take a 2-1 series lead. A Blues fan tweeted, this dude is more insane than at Russo Hockey, and Russo retweeted that. <laughs> so um, that was funny. Um, Adrian Dater, for those who might not remember, famous for um, asking the uh, asking Nathan McKinnon last time the uh, just uh, just say fuck it question, where he talked about uh, you know how the Avs could respond and prepare for next series. So yeah, I think uh, I think that if I had if I had to, you know, how they do odds on like. How many games will this series end in? Um, If I had to bet, I hate to admit this, but I would bet five games. I I don't see how the Blues steal one back with Huso and Net, who 
Look, I, Billy Husto's had an incredible season, but his last three playoff games have been pretty bad. Um, and he wasn't that great towards the end of the season relative to how he'd been before that. I think he's just a mortal goalie now. It's mm-hmm. almost like, Ian, you could almost believe that goaltending is one of the most notoriously fickle positions in any sport and in hockey especially, and um, people can go on very hot and very cold streaks, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're now the greatest or worst goalie of all time um, on average, but, you know, far be it for me to suggest something crazy like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know anything about that. You know, goal is, the goaltending has always been very solid, and people are always able to predict that stuff. There's no reason why you should get a goalie in every draft, just in case. Exactly. No um, this is very hand-passy um, a little bit, right? Like, you either rally around Huso and Huso plays well, and, you, and you're angry with what Kadri did, but you channel it into your play and you, and I don't think, I think this abs team is better than that Sharks team was, but still, nevertheless, you at least channel that and you win game four. I don't know about five or six or whatever, but you come out next game and you win it. Or this has shaken you and you might Mm -hmm. think you have some confidence, like we're just going to go, you know, like we said, you're going to go out there and you're going to, railroad cadre and everything that moves or whatever or or not and you're just shook and you don't really know what to do and you know it's just it's one or the other man i don't think there's a weird game i just don't think there's a game four where they lose by like a goal and the blues are like they were so close the blues outplayed the abs and they were just they, they were it was it was just by it was just a one goal game and it's i think it's one or the other you they either look super confident and they they ride that or a rumble and I mean I was pretty down this will be my most positive thing I'll say <laughs> I was pretty down on the blues after that hand pass game I thought they looked really good in that game and they lost and I was like man I, I don't know what you do I don't know what you do I hope I, don't. I, I hope for better and I wasn't expecting it and heck actually I think their game after that I think game four they played they actually looked kind of like shit <laughs> but they won um it's just it's it's the way it is there's no it's a fork in the road this is people are like i think i don't know if people are talking like tweeting this sarcastically i think they were tweeting it genuinely but it's such an obvious point that i'm like yeah man people are like you know i think this bennington injury might be like the turning point of the series i'm like yeah you bet (laughs) i think you nailed it i think you cracked the case um It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. I don't want to have to watch this game at 8.30, excuse me, 8.50 on Monday, uh, knowing that possibly the Blues could be down 3-1 in a series because uh, I don't like that. I don't like that that proposition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be. <laughs> um I I don't know what else to say about this, this game, this team. Um, You know, I think the key to getting back into it is, is who's so playing a little better, but mostly you already talked about it. It's gotta be, gotta be those other guys stepping up to score. You can't, you're not going to beat the avalanche as a one line team. They're too good. They're too deep. They're too fast. Um, We're already kind of handicapped with the 11, seven, which I don't think is helping us offensively. Um, You know, I think, 
personally, personally, I think Scott Perunovich has shown enough that he could just be your sixth defenseman and get you, you know, up into up, you know, give you eight minutes at five on five and then, you know, serve his power play time, which he did a little bit towards the end of the game tonight. Um, but, you know, obviously that was in a situation where we were trailing. It'll be, it'd be interesting to see um, if Ruby takes a look at that. We've been 11, seven, pretty much since Krug and um, who's the other one that's out Scandella and Scandella also mm-hmm. um, have, have gone down. So I wouldn't be surprised if that changed, but um, you know, maybe it's, Maybe it's time to try someone else in the lineup, try a different mixture. You can't, if you can't change your goalie, if Bennington's hurt, you know, if I guess we'll call up Lindgren. Um, yeah, probably. Although that sucks for the T-Birds who are in the middle of playoff <laughs> push themselves, but I guess that's how being an AHL affiliate works. Um Man, I would hate to be like a super fan of an AHL team. To yeah, be like, well, well, at any point, my team is just halved <laughs> because the other team needs them. Joel Hofer has experience being thrust into action in a critical um, tournament atmosphere and carrying his team to a championship under high stakes. So maybe, maybe we turn to him. But yeah, I mean, I, look, this team has bounced back before. I thought they were in trouble after game three against Minnesota. I thought they were in trouble after game one against the Avs, and they came out and played great and won the games after that. They could do it again here, um, but I'm not super confident uh, looking right now. However, one person who is super confident, Ian, is Connor McDavid, um, who I guess he heard the little chitter-chatter about, you know what, maybe Austin Matthews just better, just better than Connor <laughs> McDavid. And he heard that. And to quote Michael Jordan, he took that personally. <laughs> um, I, I, call me crazy. If the Edmonton Oilers make the third round, mm-hmm. I don't need to know a word about what they do after that. If they make the third round, Connor McDavid for Smythe is my right. call. I don't think that it ever happened, but this guy is the only reason they made it past the Kings and he already has like 14 points against the Flames. Yeah. It was something like he already has as many points as Sidney Crosby did in 2016 or 2017 for the entire playoff run. Uh-huh. That was the year that Crosby won the Con Smythe. I don't know if he won it both years, but one of the years that he no, won it. No, because didn't fight and Phil Kessel win one? Did he really? No, he didn't. He was supposed to, and they gave it to uh, maybe Flurry. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, like I think he had like 16 points or something. That's how many McDavid already has. If you make yes, if they make 20, to the third round, believe. Holy shit. Yeah, if they he make has, it to the third um, round and they go mm-hmm. deep, that'd be crazy. Six goals, 14 assists, 20 points. And he is the fastest player to 20 playoff points since uh somebody you might know by the name of Mario Lemieux did it in <laughs> 1992. Uh, which obviously was a much higher scoring era to begin with. Um, the, he's unreal. Like, we know this. We know how good he is. But, like, you watch him play and do the things he does. And I don't know if you saw the goal where he, you know, kind of got it on one side of Markstrom and managed to get it back around him and just mm-hmm. tap it in. And it looked so buttery and so easy. And then you realize the amount of space he had in 
there and the amount of hand-eye coordination that took. And it's like, how, how do you do that? And it almost looks like it's slow motion for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just incredible to watch him do stuff like that. Um, like I said, like, like I said, 20 points plus 12, also leading, leading the um, league in plus minus. So, you know, only one of his six goals is on the power play. Um, you know, he's just, um, he's just unreal and, and genuine. I, I mean it, like if they get to the third round and certainly if they get in, if they get into the Stanley cup final, I think he wins it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah, it'll be because of him anyways, like guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, they had um, some, it's that random, random Oilers thing. The who was it? Um, Duncan Key scored last night, and they said that was his first goal, his first playoff goal since like 2016. I want to say, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense because it's like the last time the Hawks were in the playoffs. Um, and I'd like it was it blew my mind that they were that he also hadn't scored that many goals in the playoffs period. And I was like, didn't this dude win the Con Smythe in like 2013 or 2015 or, or something? But, um, it was crazy. I also forgot that he was on that team. But yeah, Conor McDavid, if they even make it, I'd say, yeah, I'd agree. If they make it to the third round, even if they get eliminated, if they go relatively deep, he's already guaranteed probably to have 30 points. Like he's going to get like five, six, seven more in this flame series alone, I'm sure. So if they get mm-hmm. to the third round, they get eliminated in game six or game seven against, we'll, we'll just say Colorado to be pessimistic. Um <laughs> They'll he'll have 30 points easy. 30 points yeah. in, in across three series, you get 10 points a series. <laughs> if you get like four <laughs> points in a series, I'm like, that guy had a huge impact. If Jordan Kyrie yeah. gets two more assists, I'll be like, wow, you had, had a really big impact on the Av series. This guy could have 10 points up in series. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Um, so so good. There have been so there have been a lot of standout performers in this postseason, obviously, um, you know, until tonight, Bennington was certainly, you know, could have been a Conn Smythe contender on the trajectory that he was on. Um, mm-hmm. Kale McCarr was certainly probably the front runner until we got into this series, obviously after one round, it's way too early to call Conn Smythe um, front runner, but you know, um, Jake Ottinger should win the Consmite just for games seven against the uh, Flames, but like that's right. Connor McDavid is is obviously the best player in the world. There's obviously no question about that. But I I think he's firmly implanted himself already at just 25 or whatever he is in the discussion of best player of all time. Like he's so unreal, unreal good, and um, you know it's a so it's one of those things you don't want to be like this almost sounds a little bittersweet to say it this way but like soak it up while you can you know because um Conor is real good and and you don't you want to watch him as much as you can while you can because it's just a pleasure and a privilege to get to watch him play meanwhile elsewhere in the playoffs uh Tampa Bay Lightning gonna sweep the Florida Panthers it looks like mm-hmm. um they're gonna have a back-to-back which I don't know, I must have been like a concert, I guess, right. probably in Miami that they couldn't move or in, no, and I guess it would be in Tampa um, tonight. Um, the Amelie Arena. 
Let me look it up. I bet it's a I bet it's a big Charlie Puth show. What do you think? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna say Bebe Rexa. Guy, <laughs> they could have booted Bebe Rexa, right? Um, Kane Brown, who the hell are you? Oh, it's gonna be know. some country oh, bumpkin. country guy, yep. With special oh, guests. come on, NHL. Special guests Walker Hayes and Raylin. You couldn't bump Raylin. She was on the voice, she didn't even win it. Um all right. Well, anyway, um, you know, due respect to Coach Blake Shelton, a legend, but she was like first season of The Voice. So, and now they're on like 44. But anyway, yeah. Like so, two of those a year? Yeah. Too many. I guess so. How do you, how do you allow a back-to-back in the playoffs? How do you allow, here's a question. How do you allow someone to schedule events during what would only be the second round of the playoffs mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. It's not like it's in Detroit. It's not like it's in little seizure arena in Detroit. <laughs> it's in Tampa Bay. It's like they've been running late into the playoffs, guys. I don't know if you've heard. Wouldn't um, you rather, especially for these teams, wouldn't you rather like just give them two days of rest? Don't yeah. play tomorrow and then just play Monday and then play Wednesday or whatever. I don't know. Maybe there's some other weird thing where well, they can't play Wednesday either. So that, that would be Thursday. So like maybe that would happen. But it's like it seems really silly that they're like, well, we got to stick to this every other day thing until this point when we're just going to have to play back to backs. Um, but, you know, good for Florida. Florida doesn't have to wait another game to get bounced. You know, they'll be out. <laughs> they'll be out on uh, Monday. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was like the last game Florida played the one with the miserable late goal. I guess we did already talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit because of last time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tampa, we talked as we said last time, looked like they were probably going to be out of gas coming out of that Toronto series, and they just never stop. They never stop. Um, Carolina also going to sweep the Rangers. Um, oof, the Rangers have looked bad. Man. Rangers just aren't. How a did they come back and team. beat? How yeah, did you let them Pittsburgh. beat you, Pittsburgh? What it is happened? weird. I know Crosby missed one of those games, but like, what happened? Um, but five year, five year, six year, five million dollar Brian Russ was on the team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Brian Russ gets a six-year $5.125 million extension. I don't understand that. He's already 30, and he's a Sidney Crosby. I mean, he must uh, Sidney Crosby must just like him, right? But you're trying to maybe bring back either of Malkin and Latang, and it sounds like you're not going to. So, like, if you're going to let the past be the past, let it be the past. I don't get that. That's a weird contract to me. Mm-hmm. That's that's the guy you need to sign. Eh, I don't know about that. He is the best. He is the best buzz ever, though. You know, he's he's the he best is, guy is, to play with a player. He is the mountaintops of Mark Donks. So, oh, except, except we do forget. Someone was saying like, oh, he's the best person that they ever put with Crosby. I was like, do we forget Chris Kunitz's whole career? Yes, as we everyone do. forgot. <laughs> we as do, and we forgot. should. Uh, um, that was this yeah. whole thing too, because people like the whole, you know, it's like, um, what's his face down in Dallas? Uh, what's their boy, little Joe Pavelski, where like uh-huh. it's always about like, oh, he's so underrated with this, 
with how much, you know, the hand-eye coordination. It's so underrated, so underrated. Said all the time, so underrated. Always, Chris Kunitz's whole thing was everyone was always like, you know, he's better than just being the guy on Crosby's line. And they'd say it so many times. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to think you believe it. Now I'm starting to think you think the only thing that he's good at was being on Crosby's line. But uh, sure, guy, whatever. Whatever makes sense to you. But I mean, to take it back, this certainly looks like a Tampa, Carolina, series uh or eastern conference final that is um and i do think carolina would be like the one team that could probably actually like stop tampa other than whoever yeah. they might face in the cup final but still if they make it to the cup final i'm already scared because i'm like they've been here before they have mucho experience here Even if they're tired they know like this is not the stage is not too big for them this is literally what happens to them every year <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine showing if, if, up to the cup final for the third freaking year in a row? You wouldn't even care. Like, I'm sure they care. They want to win. But if they're like, this big stage, Steven Stamkos is like, bro, I don't give two shits. <laughs> you think I give a fuck? <laughs> I'm seven beers deep right now. Bro, I'm just here for my cup. They told me my cup was here and I had to come get it. So <laughs> here I am. I love that tumbler. Oh, it's a Yeti. Um, yeah, I will say last last thing, and then we can close up shop here because it's a late night. But um, if it does come down to Abs, Flames, or even Abs, Oilers, but Abs, Flames especially, and um, Hurricanes, Lightning, that will seem like the four best teams made it to <laughs> the final four, sure. which is very rare, I think, in hockey. I mean, last couple of years, the teams that... Oh, Tampa yeah. has beat not to disrespect Tampa's road to the finals, but their opponents once they once they've gotten there have been pretty rough. Um, uh, but you know, I think either Avs versus either Hurricanes or Lightning would be like a mouthwatering series. I think, mm-hmm. um, but the Avs still have to beat us to get there. And they will. But if they don't, then it'll be us. And then that will be very confusing. And I want to think. <laughs> I don't think my brain will understand. That's, we the, talked... that's the sad part is it just doesn't feel like one game four. I uh-huh. still wouldn't have that much hope because my brain sees what's on the ice. And I'm just like, if you magically turn it on, I'll, I'll believe it. But I don't <laughs> see that. So I don't really, I can't get there. Yeah, um, it's a roller coaster. I just can't get there. It's funny. We also talked um, before this series about like, well, I really don't think we can beat the Avs. But if we beat the Avs, then anything goes. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, um, even if we beat the Avs, I feel like uh, you know we've still got an uphill battle to get to the end of the playoffs. So um, I think we just lost Ian on the recording because uh, his computer is giving out late at night as it does, but we said everything we need to say. So I'll just wrap it up for us and sign off here tonight. Uh, Blues have a big test ahead of them on Monday, three game threes tomorrow should all be very fun. I'm excited to watch those games Um, until we speak again on Monday night. Good night, Jordan Bennington, drink some water, but don't throw it my friend. Good night, everybody.
down by the stream Cause I'd seen her a minute before The van pulled up and opened the door I can't say a single word About what I saw for her Sir killers, they got their friends in familiar places. I tell you, man. 